it away. Tomer, Cole, dang! Whoa! Okay, new intro. Hope you all like it. And no better way to kick off a new intro, new era of the podcast. Uh, I've got a very special guest with me today, Lippy. Welcome, mate. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me on. Mate. Oh, mate, it's, it's a, a huge pleasure. Honor. Yeah, I'm a big look, fan of the podcast. I appreciate it, mate. You are you're the first person to to be interviewed in person, and that's a very special thing. Uh, you know, I've got uh, the regulars like Emilio and Alex, <clears throat> who I call in from overseas, and sometimes there's a delay. So today we're going to have no delays. Um, it's going to be clean audio. Well, I hope it will. And um, yeah, mate, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Who are you and yeah, sure. uh, how do we meet? And yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm 24 years old, mm-hmm. born in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of 19, I moved to Israel. Yep. And I went to, I went to the army, but um, ended up staying in the army for about four and a half years. So I was an officer in the army. Yep. And then I just got out now and I... Uh, yeah, and, and I came to a football uh, tournament and I just came with, there was like a miscellaneous team of everyone there that wasn't really affiliated. Yeah. And we played against uh, the Tel Aviv Cheetahs, they were called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, and I met, I met this guy called Terry and I had no idea. I was like, I've never seen a Jew this big. Um, and then I was actually getting out of the army about a month later and I was like, I need to, need to start coming down to trainings and then... Uh, yeah, now we've got this, this great team. Yeah. Um, train twice a week. I love it. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much how I met you. It's good stuff, mate. It's good stuff. Now I remember, oh, there's a few things there. So, um, a lot of the people that are listening are probably from Australia and like, you know, the idea of going to the army at such a young age is crazy. And it's something that, I mean, I'm, I'm not Jewish, so I, I don't, I don't, I'm not Israeli. So, um, you know, it, I'd never had to go to the army and I, I find it fascinating, honestly. I th- I think the fact that you um, I kind of like it. Like it's it's kind of disciplining you, you know, at that young age. There's there's pros and cons, um, but uh, yeah, I find it fascinating. Every time I speak to someone from here that I meet, I always ask about their their army stories because obviously you're in different um, you're in different positions, you're in uh, different divisions. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that in a, a little bit later. But uh, I remember the first time. I remember the first time I saw you, you, you came to the tournament, we played against you and you just rocked up, you had the Carlton singlet on and I was like, oh, how good is this, mate? I can't remember what I said to you, but I remember like noticing, yeah, yeah. I remember noticing that you were wearing it and um, it's funny, there's such a massive Carlton following here. Yeah, well, actually when the Jews moved to Australia, which was in the early 1900s, mm-hmm. they all moved to Carlton. Like my grandfather and my great-grandfather lived in Carlton when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many Jews are Carlton supporters. And also there's a lot of Jews that are St Kilda supporters because now the main Jewish area is Caulfield right next to St Kilda. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so a lot of Jews go for either Carlton or St Kilda. That's a fun fact. I found that out uh, recently. I was speaking to old mate Maxi Polk, oh, Matan's yeah. dad, because he was telling me, because I, I didn't know, because I asked him about it. And I'm like, like, it's, you know, when you notice something, it's more than just like a coincidence. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of Carlton supporters here and... It's interesting because my my uh, my grandparents came in the '60s from Greece, and they lived in in Fitzroy, which is yeah. neighboring neighboring towns there. So, yeah, it's um, my grandfather was an Essendon supporter, okay. um, and so I'm happy that uh, that didn't turn out to be my fate because yeah, well, I would I would fucking hate to be an Essendon supporter. Like, you wouldn't have experienced a finals win in about uh, uh, it's like three thousand days or something. Do you follow them on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so, okay, cool. And, and so, your family were Carlton? So, my dad and my brother, well, my dad's a big uh, sport guy, he likes mm. exercising, but he doesn't really follow that much, too many sports, and my brother's a big soccer guy, so okay. my dad is actually a Geelong supporter, and I couldn't yeah. tell you why or how, um, and, and I sort of, I guess, before I started properly following, was a Geelong supporter, and then when I actually started wanting to go to games... I usually ended up going with my cousins and my grandfather who were Carlton supporters. So then I became this, uh, this strong, like, Carlton is my life, basically. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, Geelong went through that stage. Well, they're still sort of in it, but 2007, yeah. 2009, 2011. Yeah. And all of a sudden, my dad and my brother are passionate Geelong supporters, and my dad will always say to me, mate, why did you, why did you move to Carlton? But, uh, 
but no, it was it was always because I I was just looking for someone to take me to the footy. Yeah. That was it. So you yeah that's that's good for you though because you didn't you didn't like uh, waver and and turn to Geelong. Mate, I wouldn't even have thought about that. Okay, that's I, good. I can't, I can't. That's good, mate. That's good. So what was the first Carlton memory that you have? Like, was it a game? Was it a you were watching? Were you there? Uh, wow, the first Carlton memory. Um. I just remember all these games that we used to go to yeah. where Fev would kick like eight, nine goals and we'd still sort of lose, but he'd keep us in it. I remember that day against Adelaide. Yep, really? Where we came back uh-huh. uh, and I think Fev kicked like six in the last quarter or five in the last quarter. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favourite childhood Carlton memory. Yeah. Uh, they were, yeah. It was a pretty bad patch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, a bad patch. I'm the 95 boys, I guess. Yeah. Born in 95? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm born in 91, and I remember I remember Carlton being the first uh, feeling of, of happiness and joy, and this, it was my first memory of, like, excitement. I remember we used to go to my mum's... My mum's a Carlton supporter, and I remember we used to go... And back then, we were living in a little, uh, little unit in Reservoir, so yeah. Dad wasn't in the picture. He left, and so it was a single-parent household, and... Uh, you know, I think times were tough. And uh, so mum had a friend who lived in Preston and we used to go to, I remember the first game I ever went to, we went to this this, this lady's house in Preston and we caught uh, the train from Bell Station. And I remember catching the train from Bell Station to Optus Oval. Wow. And I'm pretty sure it was a game against Collingwood. Yeah. No, no, it mustn't have been. We wouldn't have been playing against Collingwood there. We would have been playing like the MCG or Eddie had back yeah, there, whatever it was. So I think it was, if it wasn't Collingwood, it was definitely St Kilda. Uh-huh. And I remember just going to this game and I just remember the joy when, you know, you kick a goal and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. And, and it was my first memory of like excitement. And at that time for us, it was like, you know, because, you know, times were not great and, you know, things were sort of emotionally tough and whatever it was. It was just like a love at first uh, first yeah. sight kind of thing. So that's my first memory. Um, I remember we used to get into fights because I was I used to be that little narky kid that would talk shit. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's funny because now if I go to the footy, I've got to I've got to wear headphones because I'm I'm an art like. I'm, yeah, so I go. Yeah, I go I've got to my listen to radio. Cousin called Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, and he is mad. He mm-hmm. screams. I genuinely think that the players hear him. Yeah. And we always there's always supporters around us that yeah. start looking at us like usually sometimes from Carlton, yeah. sometimes from the other team <laughs> that are like, mate, one more word, I'll knock your teeth out. <laughs> uh, wow, but I didn't know that about you, Tez. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and I remember, I think I was eleven or twelve. Mum tells me this story that uh, we went to this game and I was getting lippy, and there was this uh, supporter who was sitting next to us and he was getting really mad at me. And mum was like defending me to him. And so the guy was like kind of fighting with my mum yeah. on behalf of me. Um, and so, yeah, from wow. uh, from that moment on when I went to games, I used to like you know, headphones in, radio on. Um, it just keeps me sane. You are the definition. You're the personification of hard on your sleeve, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. Really wear it, 100%, mate. You know exactly what I'm feeling at all times. Yeah. Um, and it's fucked when you're a Carlton supporter and you're like me because the way that we play dictates how you feel yeah and i was fucking depressed last year <laughs> no and, and no like i'm an optimist in general in life and so i always have like the rosy colored glasses on yeah um and obviously did the podcast and i committed to doing it every week and then like once we started getting into the shit because you gotta remember like 2017 we had a fucking great year yeah it looked amazing it looked like you know young kids draftees weedering yeah. and then it was kind of like mate 2018 so I'm thinking, man, let's start, let's, you know, I moved here obviously and well, let's start something. Let's, uh, yeah, you know, I feel like the podcast is almost therapeutic for you. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. You lose a game and you'll be pissed off and then yeah. at the end of the podcast, you'll, uh, yeah. you'll you, be positive again. You put your, you put your, your voice down, you, you say what yeah. you've got to say. But yeah, when I started it, it was when obviously moving here, this is, uh, this is a different world. Um, you know, and for me, you know, I didn't know anyone. I don't have any connections here coming here and so the footy was my one my one thing that's kind of like and I'm 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 a mad footy fan regardless of where I am if I'm in Australia or if I'm if I'm here and so uh and I knew that you know obviously you move away your life changes your interests change but you know what you really love when you're doing it when it's yeah. like yeah and so for me to like can still watch every game like it sort of reassured to myself that okay this is something I want to pursue in my life like I love this club 
um, it's kind of like it, it leaves the kid in me. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I actually think before I met you that I, I'd heard about your podcast. I might have listened to a few. Yeah, because it just the title like a blue abroad. That is exactly what we are. It's exactly right. I I mean. I am a blue abroad. I reckon I'm as passionate as anyone. Hundred percent. I just live abroad. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. And there's a there's a good community. And um, I don't know. I, I I look I look ahead. Like um, we talked about the Arsenal game last night, and you know I've I've seen the Premier League live, and I've seen you know got that worldwide audience, and you know Australia AFL. We're not there yet. We don't have that global exposure yet. Um, but there are uh, there's still a good chunk of footy supporters who live away from home, and so. Yeah. Um, if I could, you know, sit down and chat with, you know, Carlton supporters who are also living away, mate, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And, and honestly, another, another reason is because it's like, when I first moved here, it's like, who am I going to talk Carlton with? <laughs> yeah, mate, you know, 50% of the good thing about footy is actually watching the game. And the other 50% is being able to talk about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I reckon that you'll find some really interesting stories if you really start yeah. looking for uh, different Carlton supporters all over the world of how they watch games and yeah. how they celebrated wins yeah. and things like that. And we're going to get to that because yeah. I've got a few, like Bomb, Bomb has, um, I'm working on it. I've got to get Bomb on. So Bomb's got some yeah. interesting stories <laughs> and uh, and Maxi Boy, my yeah. time's dad, he's got some well, great I stories because... Um, without wanting to spoil the episode, if it happens, Maxi, I hope you're listening. Maxi came here when there was no internet streaming, wow. right? So he's a mad Carlton supporter, and he's got stories from like the '80s and the '70s, and you know that Jeez. amazing Carlton era. And so he was saying the other day, like they used to get the results by fax. Oh my! Can you imagine? Like, I actually cannot. Can you imagine like leaving Melbourne at the peak of Carlton's existence? No way. And no then, way. like, having to wait for a fax on a Monday to know if they won or not. And, like, you can't even check stats. You don't know who played well. You don't know anything. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's dig a little bit. So, right. one of the coolest stories I ever heard from you was um, about your time in the Army and how you used to, like, follow, follow the Blues. So, yeah. please, um, so, let us know. So, I started the Army 2014. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we actually were pretty... So... <laughs> I was November 2014, so 15, 16, the sort of when I was starting out my training. And in training, I mean, the Army's probably completely foreign to all of your listeners, so I'll just give a bit of background. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, my training, I was in a, like an elite unit, so the training is a year and two months. Mm-hmm. And pretty much for that, for that whole time, you don't have a phone at all. Um, you, you get your phone just before the weekend. The yep. weekend is only considered Saturday. Yep. So sometimes you'll go home for the weekend, I'd say once every two weeks, mm-hmm. and that's usually a Friday to Sunday thing, but um, if, you're, if you're in the army, then it's only Saturday, and you get your phone for like 25 hours, and then you have to give it back, and, and, and this was obviously problematic, because I wanted to bloody watch the footy. Yeah. So, uh, so there would literally be times, I, I've always been an AFL Live uh, subscriber, uh-huh. and the good thing about AFL Live is that you go on and you can't see the scores. So there would literally be times where a week later, I would watch the game without knowing the score. I'd have like a thousand WhatsApps. I wouldn't check them because I know that there'd be so many people talking about people the talking scores. About and the thing I'd do on the bus on the way home after two weeks of not having my phone would be watch the game without checking my WhatsApp. My mum would want to kill me because <laughs> I'm not speaking to her. <laughs> and, I would, and I would watch the game because I knew that if I'd do anything else first, I'd find out the score. And uh, yeah, and I... And, and I would just put headphones in and my friends, my Israeli friends would have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so that was sort of when I started out training and then slowly I became a commander and then an officer. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, that, that was slightly easier to watch Carlton games because I would always have a phone on me. Just, okay. just the guys training wouldn't have a phone. Um, so I could sort of manage my own time and especially was, when I was an officer, I'd have uh, commanders under me so I could tell them to go work with the soldiers and I'd tell the guys above me that I was working with the soldiers and then that way and I'd like two hours to myself to watch the oh, game. Oh, so you'd open up your little window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then you just like go somewhere and hide and... Yeah, so literally I've had uh, experiences of being in the desert, complete desert where like I can see camels and I'm just tuned into this, to my phone, like my small little iPhone watching Carlton like completely pun- doing air punches when we kick a goal and... And yeah, I don't reckon anyone has ever watched a footy game within a 100 kilometre radius of where I was. Um, 
and, but I do remember some specific stories of when I was an officer and I just couldn't work it out. I would always try, but I just couldn't work it out and I'd have to be working with my soldiers at that time. Yeah. And the way the army works, this will also be interesting for your listeners, is that basically when you go into basic training, you, you break down everyday routines to like 15 second tasks or 20 second tasks. So say like, uh, I don't know, getting, getting dressed in the morning, you get like a minute and a half and, and obviously at the start you can't do that. Yeah. So you say a minute and a half and then at the end of the minute and a half, they sort of have to stand in like a formation and it's, it'll be sort of funny because people will be there like without socks or whatever. So no matter what, no matter what stage of the putting on of your clothes you are, <laughs> that minute and a half... At the end of the minute and a half, you have to stand in the formation no matter what. And then you, you send them back and they do it again. And you can do this about eight times until... Wow. Uh, so, uh, like, you'd, you'd send them back to bed. You'd literally tell them to be in boxes, sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then you'd do it again, a minute and a half, back to sleep, whatever. Uh, tying up your shoes, polishing your shoes, brushing your teeth. They, you break them down into, like one and a half, two minute tasks. And, and then slowly you start giving them more responsibility and they can start, uh, you give them like, all right guys, 10 minutes. In those 10 minutes, get dressed, brush your teeth, polish your shoes, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, when you're, when you're in basic training, you get home for the first time and you're like, wow, I thought I can do so much in a day. Like if I, if I just do these tasks in a minute, then I'll have so much spare time. Yeah. Um, so, so the aim basically of a, a soldier in basic training is to gain this responsibility and be able to manage his own time. So I would always be able to man, manipulate the situation. I'd come and I'd be like, let's say there was a Carlton game and I just had to work with them. I couldn't find a way around it. I'd be like, all right, guys, you've worked brilliantly. I'm so proud of you. You know what? Take an hour. <laughs> take an hour. Take your time. <laughs> Do things the way, like... You know, enjoy it, relax, uh, you've earned this, and I just want to make sure that after an hour you've done all these things, one, two, three, four, five, six, and they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, since when have we got this responsibility? What have we done to deserve this? Um, and then I'd always go and watch the Carlton game and usually come back, like, bloody pissed off. <laughs> Wait, so what year is this? This is like... Uh... So this would have been my last two years of the army, which would have been 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> okay. And they'd be like, "What's what's with the mood swings, man? Like you used to be so happy now." <laughs> <laughs> so did you keep the secret the whole time? Like, did they know what you? Did yeah, anyone know what you were doing? Yeah. So there's there's quite a bit of distance. I mean, now my soldiers are like my they're my best my best mates. Of course. Like this, the first like six eight months, there's quite a bit of distance. So there's no way that I'd be telling them that I'm going to watch a Carlton game. You guys do what you want. I can't imagine. <laughs> I like. I, I I'm trying to picture in the desert. Hot weather. I don't know where you're yeah. sitting, like under a tree or something. I don't know, and like just streaming. Mate, yeah, Mate that is insane. And I'd have Wi-Fi problem, or not Wi-Fi. There's no Wi-Fi. I'd have yeah. like uh, three or four G problems. Yeah, and I'd have to like stand on top of like a container so that I've got the right. Man, I I, I watched Carlton games in crazy conditions. Yeah, yeah. I I've done a few of those. So uh, when I was living in China. Yeah. Um. You know, obviously, you know, you've got the firewall and it's difficult to access internet on the other side of the world, like the other side of China. And um, there's two, there's two stories. So there was this, I, I lived in a little, little town called yeah. Yixing, 1.5 million people, which is very small wow. for China, like okay. tiny. Like I'm talking one shopping center in the whole town, wow. one bar, um, one club. And how long did you live there for? Um, I was there for five months. Four, five months. Okay. I did a semester of teaching English and then I'd travel around on the weekends and stuff. And um, so internet was tough. And I remember the first time I moved into my apartment there and I'm like, okay, I set it all up. I watched, I started watching a game um, and it, like the internet was just lagging. And I'm like very impatient. <laughs> like when it comes to watching the boys, like it needs to be perfect. I can't handle, like I get emotional yeah. I throw shit like like it's my sanctuary it's like it's my time and so I'm at home I start the game I can't remember who we played it was so it was 2017 and first quarter starts and it's lagging and it's choppy and I'm like fuck so I go to this uh, there was this little um, hanbao place the hanbao is the Chinese word for uh, like hamburger okay <clears throat> um, so I went to this place and you'd buy your little handbell for for seven um, uh, seven uh, RMB, yeah. right? And I'd get three, and I'd sit in there, and I'd sit on these little wooden benches, and they had five G, 
which was wow. quite rare for like that yeah. town, right? And I had 5G internet and I'd sit there for two and a half hours and I'd watch games and I used to do that. When I, when I realized that my house was not to be trusted with the yeah. internet, I'd go to this little dodgy little place, not dodgy, like dingy <laughs> little looking place, yeah, yeah. little family owned restaurant and I'd, um, and I'd sit there and I'd watch the games on my phone. Wow. Um, and that was that, was that and, and that was something I did for like six, seven weeks in the season. Jeez. I had my, my best mate, Beto, we, we were both there together. Yeah. And we would watch games at his place as well. And like, you Is know, it was... supporter? No, he's a dog Collingwood supporter. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to you, Bates. Um, and so we would watch it at his as well. And if it would like lag, we would just be patient. We would, uh, we would pause it and then just like watch it on delay. And I didn't like doing that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and so have you seen the video of the GWS game that we won? Which, which video? So he took a video of me like... No, I haven't seen that. So I'm lying down in, in his apartment watching the game and he's recorded me from... Wow, that was a crazy win. Mate, wow. unbelievable. So he's recorded me without me knowing and I'm just yeah. reacting and going crazy and I'll, I'll send it to you. But um, yeah, so anyway, that, that's one story. The other one was I was uh, on a train. I was, I was in Beijing. We went, to, we went to a music festival in Beijing yeah. on the Great Wall and then we were... We were catching the bullet train back to where we were and it's like a it's like a five hour trip um and no wi-fi so you had to buy internet and we played frio um over there and i remember paying something stupid like like yeah. fifty dollars it was like i'd have to buy i have to top up at the end of every quarter because like it would just drain the drain whatever i was buying and i remember paying something stupid like 40 or 50 dollars and i like didn't even think twice. Yeah. We oh, lost, yeah. played like shit, <laughs> but like I was sitting there watching it live. Yeah. Um, but that's what you do. Yeah. Like, I think my greatest memory of watching Carlton abroad, it was actually a more comfortable experience. I was at home with some mates uh, watching on a projector was the Carlton Richmond elimination final. <sighs> oh my God. I, I, at that moment, I, I started looking for flights. Yeah. I've always got about my three, four grand yeah. like stored away. I don't have that, that many savings, but yeah. I've got three, four grand stored away for the day that Carlton make a grand final. 100%. So that I don't even have to think twice. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're there. There's book, no book question. Flight, first yeah. class, business class, I don't care. Just mm -hmm. like get on the first flight, buy the grand final ticket. Yeah. I'll never forget that final. I took my brother. It was his first, it was his first final that he'd been to. And I was sitting, we were sitting uh, the bay next to the Richmond cheer squad. And Cochin kicks the goal after halftime. They go up by 30 and we're all like, oh, fuck, you know. Like, all right, you know, we're not meant to be here anyway. We finished yeah. ninth. And then, um, oh, I never forget, like, the tingles when Juddy kicked that goal. And it, I was on the other end of the ground. Oh, my goodness. I've never felt, I've never, oh, man. It was like, I think it was like 96, 97,000 there. Yeah. Um, and I'd never been to a, I went to the Essendon final in 11 and that was amazing because you know we beat Essendon and fucking yeah. really what put it that? in Digan? was that his name? Nick Digan. Nick Digan having a subway a foot long subway like <laughs> an hour before the yeah. game and they called him up and then he kicked four <laughs> yeah three or four three or four yeah was and moved forward yeah yeah nice. so um, so yeah those are those are some some amazing stories I remember I remember watching the 99 grand final I remember I was old and I was I was eight years old. I remember watching it. I remember like Matthew Lappin kicking the first goal. Yeah, I think I've, I've seen replays of that. Yeah, but, uh, but um, yeah, I remember watching a little bit of '95 like on record, um, yeah. and every now and again I'll, I'll watch it like YouTube highlights. But yeah. um, but yeah, so um, I mean it's becoming a bit of a drought now. We're now at uh, yeah. 20, 24 years. Will be two thousand and nineteen. Yeah, man, it's uh, people talk about how we're in this twenty year rebuild, and okay, yeah. I get it, we are, but like. 20, like basically when Juddy came, we had 2009 was okay building, 2010 was better, 11 we were fucking great, we made, yeah. we made the finals, I mean 09 we made finals, we yeah. lost to Brisbane, 10 we made finals, lost to Sydney, yeah, we lost uh, to West Coast, West Coast in 11, and that was, a dodge, that was some dodgy umpire that was decision, tough, mate. The decision here and there, yeah. we lost by kick and we had Cruiser yeah. and Gibbs out that game, yeah. um, and so uh, obviously 2012 was a write off, you know, Murphy did the collarbone, yeah. uh, Murphy did the collarbone, Karato did his collarbone, all that. Um, like, but I, I don't know, I get it, it's a rebuild, but we weren't that bad for that three, four year block. I think 
I think externally and to all the cynical Carlton yeah. Carlton guys out there, yeah. 2006 looks the same as 2018. Mm-hmm. But internally, I think we all know that there is a huge difference in the process we've gone through under Brendan Bolton than the previous 20-year rebuild because yeah. we've never had such an abundance of young potential. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that they're all going to be stars, and they don't all need to be no, stars, but no. I've never been... Not never, but in the last fifteen years, I haven't been this positive about Carlton, the long term. The long term, it's yeah. like sustainable success for the long yeah. term. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, not, we didn't bring in a Chris Jard, which was unbelievable. Yeah, we, we didn't draft like one guy and just say this guy's going to be a superstar. Yeah, we we've drafted lots of young talent and and we're just we're playing the percentages basically. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's a culture shift. Yeah, completely. We went from just where Carlton, we can just buy anyone we want. Yeah. And this is the first time in our history that we've gone, all right, it's a new era. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we've um, recognized that the way it used to work isn't the way that it works anymore. Yeah. You don't just go and buy the best players and, yeah, and yeah. sort of patch it up. And then as much as those seven years of Chris Judd were like seven of the best years of my life, yeah. um, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, <laughs> um, this is this this platform that we have now is going to last so much longer. Like, if it all goes right, we end up like a Geelong Hawthorne, yeah, you know, dynasty. Like, if it goes right, you've got to you, first of all, you've got to draft well. You've got to get a you've got to build through the draft. You've got to draft the right kids, the right people, and then they've got to be healthy. They've got to be yeah. good. They've got to get you know. And it, and it happens all of a sudden. Though. Yeah. Look at Richmond, like they drafted and they, yeah. they basically went through our process, but it didn't look very good for them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bang. Yeah, they had all these like B graders. I remember yeah. I remember like saying things like just a bunch of B graders with Dustin Martin and Cochin. Yeah. And then, you know, these B graders became, became really good players like yeah. Shane Edwards, like Sean Griggs. Was, Kane Lambert. Kane Lambert. Sean, yeah. Ed, uh, Sean Griggs, sorry, was like on the fringe at Carlton. I liked him. Because he could get the ball, didn't use it very well. But like now they've got these roles, you know, they know like they know exactly what they need to do. And then yeah. you've got your star power. Now we, I'm just so confident. Like I'm yeah. so confident this is the list. You know, you've, you can just, you look at the team, you look at the stars, there's like four or five of them that like, they're not, they're not at their best yet. They're going to be. And then you've got like the rest, like, you know, like the Lockie O'Brien, he's not going to be a superstar. Yeah. Okay. But he's just going to be like a really good player on the wing, get you 24 touches. Completely. Like, we, we, you can't have too many stars. Yeah. You need the role players. Yeah. Especially in this sport. Yeah. Especially in this sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, I, and I think we're really developing a lot of... It's not depth yet, because they're not good enough yet to be considered yeah. strong depth. But eventually, I mean... A guy like David Cunningham, everyone's saying, oh, it's, it's not, it hasn't turned out. But I think it's great if we have a guy who's as good as David Cunningham, who's hopefully going to get a bit better, yeah. who's a fringe player. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we need. Puts pressure. Puts a lot of pressure, makes the top guys play better, yeah. builds up our VFL side. All of a sudden, the guys that are playing in the VFL, instead of being the best guy, best players as soon as they walk into the team, mm. they've got these guys that they can really look up to. 100%. Emulate, yeah, 100%. You look at like Richmond had uh, what's his name, Anthony Miles. Yeah, like he he will he's at Gold Coast now, so he will he will dominate this year. But like, yeah. he's not a VFL player, but like, he yeah. was like someone they just had, you know, sort of in their back pocket there, completely, you know. And guys like Cunningham, Jack Silvani, like Jack's a little bit maligned because we had to throw these kids in, like, yeah. you got to play, like, yeah, yeah. I think we chopped. And like 42 plays in three years. I really hope that it doesn't happen anymore. Like mm. you were saying Stocker's playing in the VFL yeah. today. Yeah. I really hope that Stocker doesn't doesn't get more than five or six games this year. Yeah. Unless unless he proves himself. Unless he's dominating. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. We don't need to, we don't, they don't need to be thrown to the deep. Like it's, it's sort of like, there are positives of doing it. There are negatives, like the positives are if you draft the right characters who you can throw in the deep end and who can rise to that challenge, it's great because you develop them quicker, but some kids, you throw them into the deep end and you can like really scar them. Yeah. You know? I mean, Paddy Dow last year played, I think, every game. Bar, he played like 20, 18 or 20 games, yeah, I think. Yeah, Yeah. And, and Carlton supporters getting pissed off that we're losing and he's one of our best midfielders so he sort of bears a lot of the responsibility mm-hmm. and that's sort of unfair on such a young guy it's I mean, tough he's, mate he's 18 it's tough I look at Weedering in that 
Yeah. Like, yeah. no more drive. It's, it's, it's hard because, like, had such a good first year, 18, yeah. 17, 18-year-old kid. Like, oh, how good is this? People talking about he's, like, the had the best first year of anyone in the history of the league and all of that. And then, like, he has, like, he's... Yeah. It's life. Like, I, I talk about it all the time. Like, nothing is linear. Like, nothing just continues to get yeah. better. Like, it goes down and it goes up. There's one guy that's had a linear linear expansion, and that's Paddy Cripps. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate. But you know what? You've got to also remember, he was in the VFL at the start. Yeah. And he wasn't fit. And he was getting injured. Had the broken leg. He looked like another one of uh, Blaine Boker. Boker, yeah. And Josh Boots. Yeah. Looked like another dud number one, number one draft. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it was, it was 13 when he started playing regular footy. Yeah. Remember that goal against Melbourne that was, Juddy gave yeah, to him? There was one, one day against Melbourne on a Saturday afternoon that yeah. he just exploded. Do you remember the game that he broke out? Wasn't it bad? No, nah, it was the Anzac Day game against St Kilda. Oh, yeah. At 33 yeah, touches, yeah, yeah. and we played in New Zealand. Yeah. That was the game I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, we've got one. Yeah. But I never thought, I never thought with Cripps, for example, that I never thought that he'd be someone that could do that for, you know, the whole season. Yeah. And you know what? I was talking about this the other day with Emilio. Like, he played 22 games last year at, in that style that he plays. Like, like that ruggedy, like taxing on the body type footy and I'm like fuck like you can't take it for granted you know it could touch wood it could he could never play 22 games he might not you know like Mark Murphy he was one of my favourites of all time yeah because he was like the kid number one draft pick I was it was 2006 when he started I was uh, I was 14 or 15 and so like I remember every moment of his career and then when he elevated to like that all Australian in 2011 yeah. I'm like we've got one of the best midfielders in the league and yeah. then he's going to be good for the next 10 years and then like it never happened again yeah you know what I mean and so I'm just mindful that's my that's something I've learned like it doesn't guess, just continue you know I it, guess that's what we're all hoping for with Doherty that the last time he played he was all Australian then yeah. he's going to miss 2 years we're all sort of hoping that he that he can come back to where he was but it's tough, yeah. It's, it's highly unlikely, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> Do you remember that, that training session we did when when uh, it was the first training session after? Who 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 broke the story that Cripps got injured at training? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it Sam Edmund? I don't know. I don't know. It was one of them on Twitter. Yeah. And it was like that, that one hour scare where it's like Cripps has gone down and... This was before Doc did the second yeah. knee. And then when Doherty went down, I didn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just the same as Cripps. <laughs> but you're right. If Touchwood, if uh, if Cripps was to, no, no we'll, we won't yeah. go there. No, let's. But you know what? We're building a nice list around <laughs> yeah. Cripps. Yeah, we've got guys like Fish and Sammy Walsh, who hasn't played a game, but yeah. from every report, just looks unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Kerno, who's just gonna be a star. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who do you think our? I mean, okay. If Richmond have five, like top end elite, yeah. you've got, uh, you got. Oh, I mean, you got Tom Lynch now, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Mate, you got Lynch, Revolt, and you got Rance, Martin, Martin Cochin. Who else is in that elite, elite top bracket? The few of them that. All Australian this year they had, I think. I think uh, Edwards was as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Ed, yeah, I wouldn't consider Edwards elite just yet. Mate, I've had Richmond supporters tell me Daniel Riol is an A grader. <laughs> fucking makes me sick. I've got to sit there and cop it because they're fucking rich. He's got an A grade girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He's got an A grade father in law. Yeah, he does. He does have an A grade father in law. Yeah, but for us, who, who are your, like, our backbone in the next eight uh, years? Who are they? So, Cripps, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Charlie. Yep. Jacob. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. He, he, will, he will be. Yeah. He will be. And then, and then I, I think Zach Fisher is probably our next best midfielder after Cripps yeah. at the moment. I think Walsh might overtake him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then Walsh. Yeah. But I, I think what we're crying out for, and I love Cruz, and it's, it, yeah, really hurts, it really hurts for me to say this, but I think it's, yeah. in, that in the next three years like when we're ready for a premiership we're going to need a, a reliable ruckman yeah and cruiser when he plays four games is great yeah but how many does he play a year? yeah it's the elephant in the room yeah it's like it's it's seriously and when he did that when he had that second episode with the heart yeah. last year i was like well, this is career over yeah 
heart irregular beat twice in the space of a month like hello like it's he's done like yeah. this is it like his health is just not he's not there you know and it's sad because he's really had one good year I think it was 17 yeah he made the squad of yeah, all yeah, Australian yeah. squad and it was like well he, yeah and the what the the problem with Cruz, I mean, let's say he plays fourteen games a year and the rest is injured. Yeah. And he primes for finals if we ever make finals. That's that's okay. Yeah. But the problem is that there's always this worry with Cruz that he's gonna go down in the first quarter and we're gonna play the rest of the twenty one guys yep. and, and it just kills us. I think it happened two or three times last year. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and you can't play two Ruckman. Well, now with the new rules, perhaps, but you yeah. couldn't play two Ruckman. Yeah. So all of a sudden Levi has bolts to Yeah, Levi's Ruckman. in the Ruck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And we're never going to win a game like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we've drafted uh, Deconian. He's. I'm. I'm confident he's the one. Yeah. I'm like. I, I like what I. The fact that he played two games last year. Okay, he probably played because we had a shit list, and it was like, let's just blood yeah. him and give him something to work towards. But I just liked what I saw. He competed. I think he's got a nice, like, platform to grow. He's got Matthew Lobey as his mentor, and he's got Cruz as the number one rock, and he's yeah. kind of like just. You know, building and I, I was a bit confused about what their ambition is for him because when he yeah. came in, he played pretty much as a full forward. Yeah. So I was a bit confused about that. Yeah. Uh, but I would surely they have to be trying to develop him as a ruckman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I fucking hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Like Phillips is nice and he's athletic. He's another injury prone guy though. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. And and um, I don't know. And, and the point you make about Cruz is, is spot on. Like. I can never go into a season for the rest of his career saying, yep, we're going to get a full season out of yeah. him. It just, it, history shows. Um, do you remember when he did his first knee? Yeah, I, I can't remember. So I was there, it was Eddie Had, we played Frio. It was the game where, do you remember the game where Juddy elbowed Pavlich? Yeah. Like, yeah, it was that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the nose. And um, I remember when Cruz went down, I'll never forget the silence. Yeah. Because in my head, and probably most Carlton supporters' heads because we have that Carlton arrogance, you know, we're on the up. We've yeah. got these three draft picks and this is our time and the league knows, like, we're coming. This is us, you know? And so these injuries don't happen to us. Like, we don't, we don't get ACLs that end our best oh. play. We don't, that doesn't happen to us. So I remember the silence when, uh, when Cruz went down with his knee. It was like, there would have been like 38,000 people there. No, maybe a little bit less because it was free. It was, like, it, was, it was over 30. And I just remember this like deafening silence yeah. and I'll never forget it. And I was like, wow. Yeah, the one that I'll never forget is when Judd went down in what ended up being his last game. <clears throat> yeah. And there was silence and then it turned into like a standing ovation because everyone realized yeah, that this is it. it. Yeah. And wow. <sighs> Jeez, injuries are just... Yeah, it's tough, mate. It's tough. It's, it's shocking. And like, as you know, we talked about St. Kilda last night. Like, that's like alarm yeah. bells. Like Hanbury's out for a few. I mean, he's he's going to be okay. He'll play, but like, a team teams like us, St Kilda, Carlton, you just can't afford to have your better players yeah. out. I mean, I'm really worried for us with two guys. One is Kate, Caleb Marchbank, yeah, who just always seems to be injured. Yep. and it might end up he might have an injury ridden career. Mm-hmm. And the other is Williamson, who uh, yeah, man, I don't know what's what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. So. I went to the training session, yeah. I told you, late last year, that last session. We were actually I came back. the same training session. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were. We didn't even know. No, we didn't know. That. We didn't know. But yeah, he looked good that day to me. He, yeah, I was like... He was running. He was like, he just had this look in his eyes, like, he's ready. I'm yeah. like, fuck, Williamson, like, he's good. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's back, you know, like, this is going to be great. And then, yeah, like, I read the forums, like, on Big Footy and um, all the Carlton pages on Facebook and... Um, yeah, like some people are saying he's got Crohn's disease. Yeah. Some people are saying it's a flare up of the back. You know, long story short, he's out. Um, and you're right. Like it's, and you know, one thing I've learned from these player previews that I've done, like I post them every so often, like mostly you know, as as, as close to every day. <laughs> but if you notice the theme, like an yeah, injury ridden yeah. twenty eighteen, but a lot of talent and potential, yeah. like McCready, Williamson, Cunningham, Marchbank. Jeez. It's like. Even Fisher was the last. Fisher, yeah. Yeah, and he was kind of breaking out a little bit. I, I didn't expect him to be as good as what he was last year. Yeah, no way. Like, no. He, went, he went ahead of Samo for me. Yeah, I mean, he's just this unique player. There's not too many yeah. in the AFL where he knows how to win the ball 
and he knows how to evade tackles. He cuts so, yeah. like you yeah. think he's gonna go there, and like he quickly cuts, yeah. sort of like a rugby player. You know how they do that that step through. Yeah, he kind of does that a little bit, um, and he knows how to like just create an angle. I'll tell you what I love about this list that we've got going now is that we sort of have like the class of sixteen, the class of seventeen, yeah. the class of eighteen. Yeah, and they're sort of growing at pretty much the same together. Speed, but like, yeah, yeah. So and and what I would love to see. If, one day if there's a bit of like pride of uh, the, the draft of 16 where we've got like uh, Charlie and Wiz yep. and Harry, mm-hmm. Cunningham, Jack. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the class of 17, which is like Samo, Fish, Williamson, McCready. Yep. Did I miss someone there? 17? No, I think that, that's right. And then you've got 18, which is like Dow, O'Brien, DeConning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like it. I like that we've got like... That's interesting. Lots of... And, and then you... Pretty much before uh, Charlie's draft, you can't go back too much further and say, th- I don't think there would be any drafts where we'd say, these are two guys, like more than one guy that we've drafted and he's still on, and he's still list. on the list. Well, mate, have a look at the fucking team playing today. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many guys there that have even been traded in. Yeah. Um, you know, you're right. And you know the thing that's, that's, that we hold our hope, our hat on, and it's like, it's a lot of hope, but it's like, history says that it's true when you get these kids like that grow together at the same yeah. time like they're all going to peak at roughly the same time and that's when it's going to yeah. just click um it's like buddy and rough buddy and rough yeah and yeah Charlie, then you have jordan Charlie lewis and yeah 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 it's true it's true I, I um i still think harry needs a year or two yeah 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 like last year was his first real season um i spoke about him being like hipwood i see him yeah. more as a hipwood type than like a um, a Franklin roughhead type. Do you think? Do you think Harry could get to be someone like uh, Danaher? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. That's who he should. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, I think he's he, absolutely. Joe Danaher's a fucking cat, <laughs> and plays for Essendon and can't <laughs> kick, and he's got a fucking mustache. Yeah. And <laughs> he's injury prone. He's also he's also a dog. Something I like about Harry is we can we can get beaten by fucking one hundred and twenty points. Yeah. But Harry will still find a way to kick goals. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a guy that yeah. kicks at least two goals a game. Yeah. Even if he does, didn't play too well. Yeah. Got five touches. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what else though? He's like, and footy clubs need guys like this. You need the voice, the larrikin. Yeah. You need it, and he seemed. I think he is that. From all the reports, he. Yeah. Like he's had a few tweets out on social media that are a bit a bit questionable. Like I remember when um, ah, I remember when so his draft class was was he with Charlie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all got rising star nominations. Yeah, except, yeah. For <laughs> except for him. <laughs> and so he's a little bit outspoken, and I think we've tried to rein it in, but I don't know. It's a fine line. Like you want him to express himself and be himself. Yeah. You don't want him to say anything that's going to hurt the team. Yeah. But I like it. Like, I want him to be himself. Yeah. And I read an article a few weeks ago that Bolts has sort of told him, we want you to express yourself. Yeah, if sure. Opportunities there, go for the long bomb. I, I can really see him being, like, developing into this, like, cult figure. I would love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I and, like, that. we have two of them. But, like, the other thing as well, when's the last time... How many years after Favola left did we say we need a forward... Yeah. Forward line is staffed, like with him, you know. Now we're, we're like too many forwards, mate. We've got like Mitch McGovern, he's a gun, yeah, mate. He's, he's a gun, gun. Casbolt's not gonna make the team, yeah. Paddy Kern was just it's gonna be a tough, player. it's tough, yeah, like it's tough for him to break in. Like, we have and Mitch McGovern, it's like it's it's kind of like it's underrated how good he, he could be for us yeah. because he's 25, I think, now going into the year of, of being 2026, yeah, like he's played in. Excuse me. He's played in big finals. <laughs> he's played in big finals. He's played in big games. He's been. He's played in a team that's like the best, one of the best teams in the league. Um, he's clutch. Takes big marks. Like it's it's for real. Like it's it, this is this is big time. Like yeah. and it's not. It's not like we're gonna wait. It's not like he's a development player. Like this is him. It's his prime. Completely. What he does for us this year and next year is like. What he's gonna do for us for the rest of his career? Like you know what he is, he's injury prone. He's injury prone. <laughs> <laughs> he is injury prone. Yeah, if he can just stay on the stay on the field, mm-hmm. play twenty plus games, that'd be huge for us. Massive, absolutely massive. Massive for Harry, as well, because Harry, yeah. Harry, the beauty of this situation is Harry's not like in the deep end. Yeah, he's got two guys that yeah, can sort I mean, of take which, away attention from him. Yeah, like the third. 
defender goes to Harry. He yeah, has to. has to. The other thing as well with Harry, he has to play in the ruck. As yeah. in he has to pinch hit. Yeah. He's got to be the guy. Like, And that's the beauty of where we are. This time last year, Cass Bolt is like the clear starting forward. Yeah. Pinch hitting in the ruck. Like, The only way I see him getting a game is if one of those three get injured. Yeah. Even if one of them gets injured, I don't think he'll play. Like, you know. I, I'm 100% confident that there will be a time in the year where journos and maybe even us, we start saying those three tools can't be in the same team yeah. as all, all as Jed Newman forwards. Yeah. And then we start thinking of Charlie playing on the wing or McGovern playing at half back. Yeah. Or, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because Charlie in the midfield, so Emilio, who you'll meet yeah. in a couple of weeks. He's coming to Israel. He's coming to Israel. Awesome. Yeah. He, um, he, when Charlie first got drafted, he was like, on it, like he's like, oh, this kid can be a midfielder. I'm like, no, 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 we need a forward because that was at the time. It's like, man, we need a forward. This kid's the kid. He's like, no, 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 he's gonna be a midfielder. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't know, but I'm seeing it now. Like, why not? Like, I, I mean, watch AFLX the other night, and you got Dangerfield, you got Fife, you yeah. got Cripps, and like, he's athletic, as athletic as them. He's yeah. the same height, if you know, a little bit taller. Obviously, not as built, but like. He's got the skills to be a midfielder. Can you imagine starting bounce, three midfielders in the centre? Cripps, Walsh, Kerner. <laughs> wow. And with this new ruck rule? Yeah. You know how you can like you can just you can like take it out of you can ruck. take it out of the ruck and there's no yeah. prior opportunity. But man, I don't want to see Charlie. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you don't want to, you're Last exactly right. Was a, there was a few games where Charlie's ended up rucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do get a little bit scared of that no too. Way, no I way. agree. Rucking is not a... <laughs> it's not fun. Um oh, I don't know. Like when I played footy, I was I was a ruckman just because I'd come from basketball, and it was like, yeah. all right, you're tall, you're ruck, you can jump, and I don't know, it's like you hate it because like you get those studs in your in your hips, yeah, you get like those knee on knee back collisions. They're they're the ones that freak you out. I reckon Cruz is really like, yeah, he, he, that's why he's so injured. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. And then, um, but the beauty of it is you get to be a midfielder. Yeah, like you get to be around the ball, around the thick of it. Um, so. So yeah, um, so that's that. Um, all right, so let's go to some predictions for uh, the year. Um, so who's going to win our best and fairest? You can't go past Paddy Cripps. All right, I can. No way. Yeah. Ooh. So my left field, my left field suggestion. Can I guess who it's going to be? Yeah. Murph. Murph. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm copping so much shit for it. Oh no way. So I no. think okay, this is this is the case for Murph. The talent is never questioned. Yep. His talent is there. Like he, he's a really elite, talented player. Being the captain of the Carlton Football Club in our darkest time, you're captain, you're a midfielder, you're expected to be this grunty, carry, you know, come yep. with me, boys. He's not that player. He's not. He's, it's, and it's okay. So for me, if he goes into a role where he's like outside, receiving, he's got elite foot skills. He's got good forwards to kick yeah. to. I can just see him having a great year. The mental, the mental release of having six years as a captain is gone. So do you see him as a, like on the wing? Yeah, I would. I would personally prefer to see him on the wing. Still in the midfield because yeah. he is a midfielder with elite running power. I would prefer to see him on the wing. I don't mind this halfback type thing, but the he, thing he, I'm nervous about with the halfback is he's no good at being accountable. No, for someone else. no, he's not. He's, yeah, yeah. I'd be happy with him being like a. Uh, a mid forward yeah. but I just think he's got the potential if he stays healthy um, to average 28 29 touches a game and if we're if he's using it as well as what well, you know he can yeah. I just think he's going to have a good year and I think when it comes to like best and fairest like when if you're bolts a guy like Mark Murphy is very highly respected in the club he, you know, he yeah. voluntarily gave the captaincy over and so that carries a little bit of weight with the coaches so if they see him doing this um, he's going to get those votes. And it, it's like he's 17 best and fairest. So 16, he had the syndesmosis injury against Geelong. Yeah. Uh, Dangerfield fell on him and he didn't, he didn't like recover, didn't play again. I think he played 12 games. And so coming into 17, he had the full preseason. And then he, he had that little bit of extra weight because he was the captain. Yeah. And he won the best and fairest. Um, you could argue that Cripps has that now because he's having to do it on yeah. his own. But 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Murph. Uh, I'm going to go enough. with him being uh, an All-Australian squad member. Uh, like, I'm going all in on Murph. I'd love that. I'm going all in because he's just like this forgot... He's, people are like, oh, he's 31, he's near the end. I'm like, he's nowhere near the end. Yeah. He's basically missed three seasons of footy. Yeah. 12, 16 and 18. Like, he missed most, if not no, all, of the season. He's 31. He's 31. I can't even think about him retiring. That's, he's like the kid. That's too He's weird. like the young kid. Like he's yeah. like the little prodigy. Oh now he's like a veteran. It, it's taken me a long time for, to, get, to get used to that. But uh, yeah, so that's my best and fairest. Um, I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope, yeah, that'd be great. Like if he's best and fairest and Cripps is still elite, yeah. we go into a different ball, you know, we go into a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, who is going to lead our goal kicking? Charlie. Yeah? Charlie, I think, will lead the goal kicking. Yeah. yeah. I don't think... I think in years to come, it'll be Harry. Yeah. I think this year, it's still going to be Charlie. Uh, yeah, Charlie just has those few five goal games. He'll probably have three or four of them this year, and that'll that'll give him the edge, in my opinion. How many goals will he kick? What is it, uh, it going to take to win the, the goal kicking? Uh, I think... Averaging about two goals a game, so yeah. 40, 45. 40, 45, I, I think Mitch. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll play Mitch. I think we'll play Mitch predominantly as a forward, because Charlie's got the ability to go up the ground. Yeah. And I think Mitch, uh, Mitch is just going to come into the team and just yeah. go bang. Wow. I think if Mitch McGovern wins our goal kicking, we'll have a great yeah. year. It'll those two things will come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. What about who's going to be our most improved player? Oh, most improved. I, I really want it to be Samo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. want Samo to take that next step. At the yeah. moment, he, he has, he has, he does about three, four good things a game. Yeah. I want him to be that player that we can actually rely on. We can rely on him to play a good role. Yeah. Give the forwards good use, tackle hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'd l- I want it and I think it will be Sam. Yeah, he's had a full preseason. It's got to go from flashes to quarters. Yeah. Uh, I think Jacob's going to have a big year. I'm going to oh, yeah. back him in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to back Jacob's him in. Jacob's a bit of a... He's a bit of a... He's puppy. a dark horse, mate. Yeah. He's a yeah. dark horse. He's your puppy. You love him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I do enjoy him. Mate, 52 minutes. <laughs> That's so <laughs> no, good. That's gone past. We've got five minutes to go until JLT. Um, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, been my pleasure. I'm going to share this around. Yeah, you are, you are welcome anytime. To shoot the shit. Oh, it. um, it's going to be good to be amongst Carlton people this yeah, year man. and watching games with people. Um, and I'm so excited. I've been watching games by myself for too long. Mate, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's We're building a nice little Carlton community up yeah. here and uh, looking forward to playing our first game together yeah. of actual footy. Yeah, even the practice matches were always on the opposite yeah. team. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember you tackled me a few times and pinned me holding the ball <laughs> twice in one session, so I haven't forgotten that. But um, but yeah, um, mate, speak to you soon. Yeah, and, thanks uh, so much, mate. Go the Blues. <laughs>